May the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be always acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. At first glance, our Gospel reading doesn't seem to make sense for Advent, because here we are preparing ourselves for the birth once again of the Messiah, but here is our Gospel talking clearly about a grown Jesus who has begun his ministry and has indeed been baptized. So. What does it have to say to us as we prepare ourselves during this Advent season? And I think that if we pay attention to John and what might have been going on in his mind, then we are prepared for Advent. Because John's question doesn't make sense if we've paid attention to the story of John. I mean, this is the person who leapt for joy in his mother's womb when Mary appeared burying Jesus in her womb. So even before he was born, he knew that Jesus was the Messiah. And then when Jesus came to him to be baptized, he again made it clear, I am not worthy to tie your shoes. You should be baptizing me. So he knows that Jesus is the Messiah. So where do these questions come from? And it is in what these questions come from that I think we have lessons for us in our preparation for Advent. And I think that John's questions to Jesus come from one of two places, or maybe both. And the one is from a place of doubt and fear. I mean, John has been out proclaiming that the Messiah, the promised one of Israel, is coming and that this promised one of Israel is going to restore the fortunes of God's people, is going to give birth to a new, a better time for the children of Israel. And yet, here he now sits in jail. And the Romans are still in charge. So, He's not crazy to have some doubts. Like, okay, are you really the person that God promised us? Because I have a feeling that if you were, my jail doors would spring open and I would be able to walk out free. If you were the Messiah that God promised us, our people should not still be suffering under the yoke of the Romans. Are you sure that you are actually the one whom God promised? And 
And so that's the first, that John's question to Jesus comes from a place of doubt and fear. The second option is that John's questions to Jesus through his disciples are actually John full of confidence in who Jesus is and trying to step back so that his disciples can follow the real Messiah. So he sends the disciples to ask Jesus, are you the one that we are waiting for? And Jesus says to them, go back, tell John what you have seen, that the blind can see, the lame leap for joy, the sick are cured, the dead are raised from the dead, and the poor are given good news of God's kingdom right here. That for the disciples, then that is clearly saying, yes, I am the Messiah. And I like to think that on that second scenario that John knew that exactly and wanted his disciples to step into this glorious new reign of a Messiah, that he was saying to them, I don't need you outside my jail cell day after day praying and crying for me. I want you to go and be with that God who is with us so that he is actually saying, my work is done. I have prepared God's people for God's coming. And now you are called to follow, not me, but to follow the one who is indeed God with us. And I think both of those scenarios actually offer us lessons and hope in our journey in Advent. Because there is no better time for us as Christians to raise our doubts to God than now as God prepares to come and be fully human with us once again. That this is the best time for us to say, God, uh, uh, so if you actually came, how come our world is still a mess? If you actually walked this earth, how come flowers are not blooming in the deserts? How come people are still hungry and oppressed? How come, God? Because our answer will come. Our answer 
will come in a God who says, I come to be with you. I come to be with you when you are sick. I come to be with you when you are afraid. I come to be with you when you are oppressed. I come to be with you when you are prisoner. And so we, like John, are freed by God to ask God, how? How, God, are we to see you? How, God, are we to believe in you when we look around our earth? When we look at the ill that still seems to pervade our lives. A few months ago, I received a, an invitation from the Center for Action and Contemplation to give write a, an article for their next journal edition, their, their journal warning. And a couple of weeks ago, the edition arrived. And this edition is titled what is the future of Christianity? And as soon as my copy arrived, of course I went and read my article first, <laughs> just to make sure they had put it in there. Um, but then I went and read all the other articles, and one thing was striking, actually two things were striking in almost all of them. Not one person said everything is wonderful about Christianity right now. In fact, almost every single one of them said, if we are talking about the future of Christianity, we have to admit where we have gone wrong, where we have allowed ourselves to be bought, to be won over by the powers and principalities of this world, where we have allowed our faith to not be the faith of that young man who walked in the Holy Land, but rather to become the faith of princes and kings and even dictators. So we have to be honest about where our Christianity has failed. But every single one of them said, but we know that those outward trappings are not what Christianity is actually about. Christianity is about the way that we care for one another day after day. Christianity is about those people getting arrested for feeding the homeless. Christianity is about those people standing at the border and saying, we are not a people who cage children. Our Christianity is about the people visiting the prisoner, giving comfort to the widow and the orphan. That is our Christianity. And that 
Christianity is the hope of the world and lights the darkness in the way that the God who came to be with us called us to light the world. So even in our doubts, our fears, our concerns about how God can this world be the world you came to save. Our God sends the message that I said John was the greatest of the prophets, but even the least in the kingdom of God is more powerful than he. And those least in the kingdom of God, look around. We are those of whom Jesus spoke. And in the second scenario where John is saying to his disciples, my work is done. Go and be with the one is a call to us as well. That where are we holding our faith hostage so that people are unable to experience the love and power of God? We are called to be those who open the path to God. For those who have fallen by the wayside, for those who ask the questions of doubt and fear every single day, for those who wonder whether that baby born in Bethlehem is indeed God's Messiah. We are called to show a path to Jesus through our own lives, through the ways in which we care, through the ways in which we pray, through the ways in which when we step out of this sanctuary, we show the world that God's sanctuary is all of God's creation. We, like John, are asked to put before God our doubts, our fears, and at the same time are asked by God to be those who open a way so that all God's children can be blessed by the God who said, I am with you and came to be with us, fully human, fully God. Amen.